Welcome listeners to Five Questions, a critical mass for the visual arts podcast in which we ask five questions of our interviewees aimed at contextualizing their respective bodies of work within the St. Louis art world. This time we're talking with Lindsay Scott. Lindsay is an artist, singer, community builder, guide, and folk entity, engaging community through song and ecstatic catharsis. Her approach to creative practice inspires anyone who encounters her work to engage with their inner selves on a deeper level and to join the community that Lindsay creates. Great. Thanks right. for having me on, y'all. It feels like an honor, especially since I, like St. Louis is so in my heart, but but I'm not in St. Louis legit anymore. So I feel like on the honorable expat version kind of. Yes, you are, you are. I mean, we, we've had other people on too. First of all, thank you for joining us, um, Lindsay. We appreciate it. Uh, the first question that we always ask, it's it, it changes a little bit each time, but it's generally just like what drives you to to create, to make art, to sing, to do, to do things of that sort. Yeah. You ask like we have another option though. <laughs> Where's the escape hatch? <laughs> yeah, it's such a great question. I think of creating as just like being on our soul journey and like, kind of like when you say yes, you're just on the ride. And so for me, I, I don't, I mean, I, my entry point was visual art in college, but I think that it's kind of landed me into the next place, into the next place, into the next place. And I think living a creative life just feels honest. It feels like it's holding the inquiry. It's holding the mystery. It's like poking at things and trying to take things apart and put them back together again and scratching the itch. Um, there's a poem that really guides my life by William Stafford. Um, it's about, a, it's like, there's like a thread. So there's a thread you follow. It goes among things that change, but it doesn't change. People wonder about what you're pursuing and you have to explain about this thread, but it's hard for others to see. While you hold it, you can't get lost. Tragedies happen, people get hurt or die and you suffer and get old, but nothing you can do can stop times unfolding and you don't ever let go of the thread. And for me, I think that's what it's just like we got ingredients and we're just here to like make shit out of them or do shit with them. And so for me, like the realest thing I knew out of the culture I grew up in, like super conservative Christian culture was like, oh, I think you'd be an artist and that's how you get to be a weirdo. Um, <laughs> but then for me, like that healing journey in St. Louis, you know, it's like I kept tugging that thread. Okay, I love being creative. I love being creative in public. I love seeing the stories people tell. But then I started to like encounter trauma, both trauma in organizations, trauma on the street. And then it became like, oh, well, how do we heal collectively? And then that journey became more like about yoga and meditation and, and group practice. And I feel like my twenties was more visual art. My thirties was more healing. And my forties feels like it's trying to like encounter some marriage and the words all feel kind of clunky. I use ritual, I use ceremony, like in art parlance, it would be installation art or performance, but it's really like trying to get back to what the kids at SCOSAG taught me. <laughs> you know, it's like, we're all hovered around with all these objects and we're like, yeah, we're making, we're making the city of unlimited light. And like, we're actually making it. Like there is something changing in all the dimensions. And I feel like they were really my healers after art school kind of like took the, the life out of it or the power out of the act of creation. And I think like being with children and then being in collaboration, like St. Louis taught me, St. Louis really taught me collaboration as spiritual practice. And just like the, what happens when we 
when we share our creative practice as like one of the most sacred things to, you know, to just like each hold a piece of the question, each hold a piece of the mystery. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I guess I, I make art because I have to, because it's, it's what's inside me to do, which doesn't at all feel like visual art right now. It feels more like making meaning together, making story together, making ritual together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I guess, so the next question uh, is, unfortunately, it's kind of like visual art oriented, but because so much of your practice is like this community building thing that you're talking about, um, the question is, where should your work live and where does it live? And mm. so we might have to make that more metaphorical in your case specifically, but mm -hmm. however you want to go with that. I really liked the question that on the other ones about the suburban basement because it like really it got it got me to thinking <laughs> about like which suburban basement might my work live in. Oh, your work lives in my suburban basement, actually. Oh, please, please will you tell me all about it? <laughs> it's the what it was from, I think it was from a critical mass fundraiser. And it's a big blue field, and there's like an orange double arrow that I think is made out of wallpaper, and there's a little shaman and there's a little skull that says i have a dream coming out of it that sounds like, <laughs> that sounds like something i would do yeah it absolutely i'm so honored to live in your basement <laughs> but yeah you can answer that question if you'd rather that's totally fine well when when i read that question that the image that came up is that like for a while when i was i was definitely not feeling at home in gallery spaces and so i was just exploring like where do i want to interact and i would make these like insanely ornate pieces and just install them on the street yeah as a way of like challenging worth or making meaning or like kind of i always like this you know where we can puncture the mundane with with mystical questions or whatever and so i remember this like giant sort of like it was a it was a big box that I had made that was like a cosmic map. And I remember just like leaving it at, at Artica and then, you know, then it wasn't there. And I just like enjoyed the fantasy of wondering uh, which suburban basement it might live in of like someone who maybe was on the scene for a while, but then moved out. But it was like too weird to put upstairs, but it was like too cool to throw away. And <laughs> I like basements. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's something that you want for St. Louis and its people? Mm. Like on one hand, I feel like I no longer know the intricacies of the city in a way that gives me like a right to answer this, you know, cause it might feel prescriptive coming from someone who's not a resident, but in that way that St. Louis lives in my heart and in that way that we're sort of like, all riding the same wave. I got the chance one time to meet the Detroit activist Grace Lee Boggs. I was on a bike ride and I rolled up in this backyard potluck where she was a speaker and I was like, yes, awesome. <laughs> and she, in that like wise and just sort of like still way, asked again and again, like, what time is it on the clock of the world? What time is it on the clock of the world? And to this being, what time it is, is like time to really slow down and sort of take care of the backlog of trauma that each of us has inherited through our, through our lineages and based in, you know, based in who and where we are. And a, a technology that's become really precious to me is ecstatic collective grief ritual, like, it, like through coming together and through the mechanisms that aren't thought and talk, like not talk therapy, but actually just embodied practice, trans practice through drumming, singing, wailing, like letting go of some of the 
the cargo and then the sort of like just giant space that happens in our consciousness. Like I like to say that crying is like pooping for our nervous system. Um, and like, we're all like super overdue and, and because like, it just gets so compounded. Right. And then we just numb out and we're just there in that space and we're either addicted or we're avoiding. And so, yeah, being able to grieve together for me is, is a way that, that I can start to look at the challenging things in my own life, or that we can start to look at like the legacies of racism, the legacies of, of classism and capitalism that keep us separate from each other and start to like encounter the goodness of our own hearts, the power of our own hearts, encounter the power of forgiveness. So if I was going to order up a big dose of something for St. Louis, um, the ability to, to be supported in grief, the ability to have resource for, for trauma transformation practice. Cause I feel like we keep trying to like, we keep trying to solve shit from the same level of consciousness that created the, the problems to borrow Einstein's. And so it's like, how can we, see things and be be in a different way so that we're not just you know trying the same thing right expecting different results yeah exactly. sure. crazy it's crazy it is crazy it's insanity um so what's something you wish someone would ask you about your work this is such a great question my my love language is totally questions like you want to be a good friend to me just like ask me some questions that's why podcasts are so fun what is something i would love for people to ask about my art maybe like what is the larger story this is part of or what are you building towards or maybe the corollary of that or what what I want to know in relationship is like you know somebody to ask me like can I can I let you know where this lands for me because I love being able to hear into people's personal cosmologies and like kind of understand where we intersect so I think for me art is always just like an excuse for storytelling yeah and uh the last question is it's been a bunch of different things, but I think, yeah, let's ask you, uh, what are you building towards? What am I building towards? There's a way that um, my early 20s, like at Bolo Zone on Illinois off Cherokee and at the Community Arts and Movement Project, problematic <laughs> up, down and around as these experiments were, they were also just like huge gifts into my imagination of beloved community. And that's a, that's a prayer, a promise, a dream that I love holding. I love holding like the question of like, what is my own part to play in that? And, you know, increasingly my own consciousness needs to be around plants a lot and out in, out in nature a lot. And so end game, like what am I building towards community and nature is really important to me. I'm part of a project um, that's home-based in St. Louis called Earthkeeper Wisdom School. Mm -hmm. I carry song and I'm a priestess for this organization and we're building and dreaming like earth-based ceremony in service of social change. And that feels really precious to me. I don't understand yet how, but like, as I hold that dream, it feels super related to the prayer of abolition. I taught for a short while. I taught art for a couple of years at a juvenile detention center facility here is the first time that my physical body had ever been inside the prison industrial complex and it's just like so not okay on every single level and so I feel like I feel like a very humble beginner in that question of like what is my my place in the in the prayer and the commitment of abolition but yeah those those dreams feel related to me like earth-based community and not caging other humans yeah 
Well, Lindsay, thank you. Yeah. I have so much love for for that city and what what is created there. Yeah. Right, five questions. Critical Mass for the Visual Arts, a nonprofit self-formed visual arts collaborative dedicated to promoting, enhancing, and initiating contemporary visual art in the St. Louis region. You can pick it up on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find Lindsay at Lilagea on Instagram or on Bandcamp at lindsayscott.bandcamp.com. You can find our stuff on criticalmassart.org slash five questions or on Twitter at criticalmassstl and at criticalmassart on Instagram. This episode was with Lindsay Scott and me, your host, Joe Colburn. It was edited by Sarah Hammond and produced by Brett Williams.